Infinity. The weekly dose of science and technology on Radio Port Phillip with Piers Cunningham. And a special welcome to Simon Mulvaney from Save the Bees Australia. Great news, Simon. We've, we've spoken to you before about an ongoing legal dispute with Capilano Honey. You've got some good news about that. So we're going to talk about a few interesting things with Simon today, uh, wrapping up that, dis- that legal dispute, which has been going on for several years. Uh, and also Simon's very effective use of social media. Simon hasn't done this with big bucks, big corporate dollars behind him, uh, unlike Cap- Capilano Honey. Uh, he's done this with crowdfunding and with support through Facebook and uh, Instagram and social media petitions, very, some very successful petitions. We're going to go through this stuff with Simon. And also the subject of truth in advertising, pretty close one to your heart. Um, so great to have you here, Simon. Um, yeah, thank you. I think you've, I've, I first came in here three years ago. Yeah, I think and, that's right. Um, I think this has been going on for five years and I've gone through maybe four lawyers in trying to settle this and... Um, at last, um, it's all over. Just bring us up to date a little bit on, you know, the background of the story with Capilano. Just so for listeners who haven't caught up with this, there, there are podcasts on our website, beyondinfinity.com.au. iTunes and uh, other podcasting platforms have all, also got that interview. Bring listeners up to speed with uh, the history of this just briefly, please. I've been campaigning about how people should be buying 100% Australian honey since about 2014. And I was pretty particular about trying to source honey from a local beekeeper. In that time, I checked out the supermarkets and there was a product in the supermarkets called Alari Honey. Alari Honey had on the packet from local and imported ingredients in tiny letters. Most houses I went to had this honey. It was, it was really cheap honey. Mm. I didn't know who the brand, who sold the brand, and in the end, it was the corporation, Capilano Honey, that was selling that. I made quite a big song and dance about that honey, and a lot of people around Australia were as upset as I was, and um, and uh, I'm proud to say that that honey's not sold anymore. Hmm. Hmm. What was your objection to a Lowry? For me, as a beekeeper, when I saw it on the shelf, it didn't appear like the honey I would be getting from the beehive. So it, it was it was extremely runny. I can't even say I actually went to taste it um, much, but um, I, I think I, I actually... It's the honey snob in you. Yes, but um, I, most beekeepers I spoke to doubted the quality of it. And then um, it took quite a while to come out. I, I did write several letters to Capilano Honey at the time and, mm. and they did say that it could come from anywhere from Argentina, Mexico or China. And, um, and I went is that vagueness in, in food labelling and, and packaging. What you often see, you know, this product contains a mixture of local and imported ingredients and they actually often don't say they just say 70 percent local or 40 percent you know that it's pretty vague and it's interesting that that's even allowed well, i actually went out there um and uh, they had an open day so i just took a video camera out there and tried to speak to the manager and said can i walk around and have a look at all the honey you've got stored here mm. and i said i've heard rumors this is capilano in brisbane um this was um in maryborough okay. victoria yeah. like it's in the middle of nowhere really mm. and like when you walk walked up to the place it looked like a bit of a like it was a a, a jail or an <laughs> asylum or something but uh, there was there was so much honey there it was mind-boggling really when i walked in there initially 
there was actually a, one of the containers had Mexico written on it, but that and it had agave syrup on it, and I thought that was a bit weird. Mm. And then, um, and then. The, the I asked if I could actually go and have a look at and ins, inspect what was there, and the manager at the time said, "Well, it is imported honey." I was dumbfounded, and I stood out the front and um, and did a bit of a speech, and and that I think had millions of views. That little videotape probably did a lot of the damage, and um, and um, associated that Alauri brand with the corporation at the time. The corporation Capilano Honey has now changed their name to mm. Hive and Wellness yep, Australia. Hive and Wellness Australia, yep, exactly. Um, but this is still a, it's still a, uh, a listed company on the Australian Stock Exchange? I don't think so. Okay, they've taken it off that. They've yeah. de- delisted it. And, and it was, uh, but it was Capilano, and it was also, and probably still is, uh, one of the biggest, if not the biggest, uh, honey manufacturer in Australia. Actually, they do have a few of their own hives, but basically they buy off beekeepers. So yeah. um, I don't know if you call it a manufacturer. No, the bees are doing no. the manufacturing. It's a honey business, basically, yeah, that sells honey. Um, and yeah, I believe they are the biggest mm. um, in Australia. Another thing that came about, someone might say, what was the change of heart in this whole thing? And mm. um, the devastation of the bush, bushfires, I think. For both of us, we're both raising funds for beekeepers at the moment. Um, Capilano as well, or sorry, Hive of Wellness are. Hive Wellness are. It's nice, and, good. Um, and and they're probably looking after more of the big commercial guys. And, and I noticed you were saying that you've raised over forty thousand dollars. Over right? fifty thousand. Over fifty thousand. And I'm really proud. Fantastic. Of, That's of just through that. a social media campaign. Yes. To get people to donate. Get people to chip in a few dollars here and there. And, and what's been remarkable is we're just giving the money to the beekeepers. Um, I've obviously got a relationship with a lot of them already. Mm. Um, so it was heartbreaking seeing a few of them lose everything. Mm. But it was amazing how efficient I was. Be- we were able to get the money and straight into their hands. Was this done through change.org, a petition? Um, or how, how'd you, or GoFundMe? Or how'd you well, do it? Um, initially, one of the girls who actually lost hives herself, Amber Drop Honey, um, Anna, I, I rang her and I said, it's got to be authentic. It's got to come from one of you guys who have lost hives. And mm. she said, well, I'm not going to take anyone's money. But she knew people who'd lost a lot more than she had. And she um, started the GoFundMe. And then we went, I used Save the Bees Australia on Instagram and Facebook and the change.org petition. And and that's something we can talk about. Yeah, I was going to come to that as a sort of separate um, discussion about your use of, your very effective use of social media and the sort of numbers that you've got behind you. You now really could be defined uh, fairly as an influencer on social media. But just just talking about Capilano and, and what's happened. So you've got this history. It's been going on for a while, quite serious. They had Addison lawyers acting for them as well. They had some pretty serious guns behind them and and a, and a big budget. And this is up against a guy who was basically crowdfunding his legal defence and uh, calling in favours from mates or from people who, who uh, generously gave their time to you. And I think there were a series of lawyers which you might want to mention. So we've got a bit of background to to what this was about. You'd visited Capilano. You'd seen what was going on. You, were, you, were con- you had concerns about the level of imports that were making their way into honeys on Australian shelves being sold as under the Lowry brand, for example, which is now no longer on the shelves. I know there are certain, maybe certain restrictions that apply, but can you tell me what has been agreed and resolved between you and Capilano? What is, what's the outcome of all this? The outcome of all of this is, and, and I mentioned the bushfires before, is that 
we we both think that we want the best for beekeepers here. They're not going to survive if if they haven't got a productive honey industry. Yeah, and sure. um, and I went and visited a, quite a famous beekeeper in Australia a few about a month ago. His name's Jeffrey Gibbs, mm. and he said, Simon, either way you look at it, the beekeepers are going to be paying for your battle and the lawyers are the only ones going to be benefiting in the end hasn't this gone on enough personally for me there's assurances that capilato have put up on their website now and that is that they retired the alari brand Mm -hmm. and um, i think they give an assurance that they're they're not going to be importing chinese honey anymore right and so what am i fighting about Uh, so it was quite easy for us to to move on and there'd be other factors affecting that i think you mentioned to me we were talking about this on the phone yesterday that coronavirus is affecting exports and imports in and out of china not just obviously of honey but other food products as well and then there's also been the massive bushfires devastating terrible bushfires over this past summer and drought so, so, so a variety of factors, not just your campaign, but a variety of factors have, 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 have really made some pretty serious challenges for the honey industry in Australia. And I think the, the, the output of honey is, is well down on what it was. Yeah, and the price has gone up yeah. as well. Um, mm. So Four, $4.50 to about $6.20 per kilo. Mm. Yeah, over and- the, what, over the last... Over the last year? Even over the last six months, okay. I think it's jumped from $4 to $6. Yep. And um, there's actually a lot of new companies that have entered the market too. So if you go to Woolworths now and, and look, there's there's several brands. That's where... about 25%, 20 to 25% increase in the price. Yeah, just it's over a big six increase. Months. So there's been so the variety of factors conspiring, if you like, to to create that situation. Which, but I guess ultimately that's good for for beekeepers in Australia. Good well, to have I'd, the price I'd love to see it at seven dollars. Um, yeah. I've I've heard um, the the bigger companies, the packers, are saying that it's too high to have this six dollars ten. Mm. But you've seen me. I'm I'm just a local beekeeper and. Um, I want $20 a kilo for my honey. If you're at the supermarket, you probably end up paying $20 a kilo even for those ones. Well, absolutely. I mean, if that's a wholesale price that we're talking about, that's a beekeeper's price. Mm. So you'd expect that to be at least doubled, maybe tripled by the time it gets to the supermarket shelves. Yeah. And one of those jars of honey, like I mentioned that Jeffrey Gibbs guy, mm. um, I went to see him the, you know, recently and we had a chat and he showed me a jar of blue top ironbark that he had mm. and he knew it was great honey. He bought a ton of it and um, sold it to some Saudi Arabian honey enthusiast. He's followed it and on the shelves over there, it's worth more than $200 for 500 grams of honey. So wow. um, it's a big markup if you can get into that exporting. Mm. And um, yeah, you're right with the coronavirus going around, our exports are taking a hit. We've seen it in seafood. Mm. You can't um, keep that live seafood alive to get over there at the moment. So mm. lobsters are getting cheaper, I think, here. Mm. Mm. But with honey, the one thing with honey is it never goes off. So I guess you can be a bit more patient with it. But mm. um, So it can stand even high, high heat. You send it off to the Middle East or you send it off to the, the, the tropics, to Singapore, for example, and heat is not a problem. Honey, if it's got the wrong moisture level, that mm. can ferment. But generally, honey will last forever if, yeah. if it's cured by the bees in the right way. Okay. Just wrapping this up of the, the Capilano outcome, I know that you're pretty relieved. So, Lowry off the shelves. You mentioned something about um, how they changed their packaging. You pointed out to them 
that there was a male bee that they were using. This was kind of slightly, slightly amusing, I thought. Interesting about the sexes of bees, because we all know about the queen bee. So she's obviously female. So does that mean that you've got them to substitute a picture of the queen bee on their packaging? Um, well, the, the, the worker bees are um, all females. The queen bee is their sister, which is it, it's um, a super organism. So it's funny how it works. But the men, the drones in the hive don't do much. But the traditional logo for Capilano was Bruce the bee. And I think they've changed it to Melissa, the, the worker bee. So it is something I, I, I think one of my followers actually p- pointed out and I shared their post. There's been a lot of change in the company. There's female board members on the board of... Um, and it's been bought out by and... Asian interests, isn't it? It's an Asian uh, kind of consortium that, that bought Capilano. Albert Tiz, I think his name is. Um, I'm not sure how to pronounce the second name, but he's Hong Kong born and he's actually married to Kevin Rudd's daughter. Ah. And he actually... I, I looked into him a little bit and he had a lot to do with Alibaba. Uh-huh. So, it's a big Chinese commerce site. So if you can get the highest quality honey from here mm. and get it through your channels into China, I can see why why he found that purchase attractive. Okay, so so that's the new owners of Capilano. You're listening to Beyond Infinity. Simon, just continuing with some of the results of your whole experience with Capilano and this legal case that's dragged on for a few years now. Lowry's off the shelves. The picture of the, the bee that they're using is now a, a female worker bee. We talked about the price of honey. And I guess another that's sort of flowed out of all this is the, the public awareness about the importance of honey purity. We're going to talk about truth in advertising and clarity on packaging, that sort of stuff, a little bit later as a separate discussion. You know, you have had an effect on public awareness as far as honey's concerned. I think the other thing um, which is really useful for me, I was pretty reckless at the start of the campaign with how I wrote articles. Mm. That probably landed me in some hot water. Mm. And in response to that, I, I got community support and it probably added the intensity to things Mm. but in time some other media outlets covered the story and the abc did and the age did a big story on it and what they had was a lot of financial backing and they had um another wealthy person um, from the growing industry who depends robert costa Mm. was his name Mm. and he did nmr testing yeah i was going to ask you about that the testing results were in support of some of the things that you'd been saying. The way they worded it was according to these labs in Germany, mm. these certain honeys didn't pass the test mm. and they contained rice syrup. I actually got a good relationship with the labs then. I went back to the supermarkets, grabbed a lot of random honey from a lot of different companies mm. and tested them mm. and I came up with similar results. So you crowdfunded your own German lab testing, the, the NMR testing that you've talked about. Yep. Uh, the same labs that uh, Robert Costa was using in yep. Germany. Yep. What was the outcome? What did you find from the, the samples of yeah, honey? There was, that- still, there was still well according to the labs fake honey being sold at the supermarket now Hmm. this was all imported honey that we were testing in the next few weeks i will be releasing those test results and probably be out there for quite a while on on the website and and i'll write about the actual 
test results um, that people had paid for. Okay, your website. Be the cure. Be the cure. Big dot com. Yep. They'll be up on on Facebook, and I'll share it on the petition as well. Okay, so Simon's website is be the cure dot com. Yeah, you can use both. Okay, yep. cool. Just finally on, on the subject of Capilano, you must be relieved to have this all over. What would be the lessons, do you reckon, that both sides have learned from this? I mean, a lot of money would have been spent, you know, millions of dollars by Capilano and their legal efforts over the years. Several hundred thousand, I think, in, in the case of your legal defence, which you've crowdfunded and you've had uh, pro bono work done for you by various uh, lawyers. What do you reckon both, both sides take away from this i mean what do you take away from this um i, I won't speak for them but what yeah, i take yeah. um uh, and i'll just speak more broadly than than just them but what i've learned is that in the past a corporation could really i wouldn't have had any hope without social media mm. and what gave me a, a chance was galvanizing people mm. and i think it's it would be sending a lot of corporations would be having a look at this example and if anyone follows me i have a, a go at quite a few and um uh, Capilano weren't the only ones who sent me legal letters. Australian Certified Organic had a go at me, but there was a major problem with how their label was being used. I know I want to talk about uh, truth in advertising as a kind of a separate issue because I yeah. think that's a very important issue. Just going back to the Capilano case, because this mm-hmm. is the thing that you've had some, you know, this has been wrapped up in recent times, like literally within the last week or so, you've you've had some pretty good news. Yes, Relief, today, actually, load off your yep. mind. Yeah, load off your mind. I mean, you're a single father. You've had this this threat if it went against you, potentially, even if there was no penalty actually or, or fine imposed by the courts, it could have been that you might have had to pay their legal costs, which would have been you know, a six or seven figure amount that you might have had to, to Beyond come up Beyond that, with. I was mm. getting sued for contempt of court. Mm. Contempt of court and Here, jail. Mentioned, you go to jail mm. and one of the barristers or, or lawyers I went through, or nearly all of them, they were petrified that, mm. it was, that, that I was going to end up in jail. Mm. So I didn't carry those fears so much with me but, um, on the journey, but it's it, now that things have worked out the way they, they have and the public have got those assurances through Capilano's website, why would you continue? When I look at a lot of the problems that go on um, in society, and a lot of people can see them going on and they're fearful to take them on, mm. I'm hopefully this fight that I've undertook will encourage other people to take on corporations if they think they're doing the wrong thing. And I'm here to help if, if um, anyone wants to contact me and, and they've got a, 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 a similar situation about a corporation um, that they don't think is behaving the right way, they mm. can contact me and, um, mm. and I've definitely got a strategy on, on how you get through. Like the crowdfunding system has actually enabled this to happen well we'll come we'll come to that so all all claims against you all legal action by the new owners of capilano which has been renamed hive and wellness australia all legal action against you has now ceased there's nothing more there's no outstanding claims and there's no provisos there's no conditions that are attached to that abandonment of legal action by by hive and wellness i think that there is a statement there that I could read, but we want to move on. Obviously, there were certain articles that probably won't be re- reappearing again. Mm-hmm. At the moment, you're a little bit reluctant to say too much about 
specific... Oh, no, like there's a few things I I can say is that there was... There's definitely been no money handed over anything. Mm. So the other thing is that the contempt has completely disappeared and the defamation has completely disappeared. So there's no longer court action. You want to hold your statement, which I saw earlier. Do you want to read that? um, We'll just finish off the Capilano discussion. So I'll read it verbatim. Thanks for everyone who have supported my legal defence against the corporation Capilano, um, now known as Hive and Wellness. After five years, it's finally over. Capilano have withdrawn their claim that I defamed them and are lo- no longer suing me in the Supreme Court. I'm pleased that Capilano have now retired the Allowry branded honey and blend and given um, this commitment via their website. And you can go to their website to read that. I've linked that there. As a sole parent, um, this time's been emotionally and financially trying one. I can now focus on my son, Oscar, and invest my energy on other projects to help bees and beekeepers. I have not received a payout and I still owe money to lawyers. People who followed my journey will understand my issue was not with the Australian honey that was being supplied. I do think Australian honey is the highest quality in the world because we have pristine forests and we don't have the varroa mite and our beekeepers don't use the chemicals associated with varroa mite like miticides. Since the recent um, devastating Australian bushfires, my focus has been on um, using my network to help support fire-affected beekeepers and bees. Thanks to the overwhelming public generosity, together we've raised over $50,000 for fire-affected beekeepers. I, I go on to thank Anna and Sven from Amber Drop Honey. They've also lost hives but aren't accepting money, but they're raising money for people who have lost more than them. I'm still encouraging people to buy local honey off their beekeeper direct. I used um, five to seven lawyers, I think, in this whole process. There's a couple that I'll, I'll really thank. Um, basically, I fatigued nearly all of them <laughs> over the five years. And <laughs> um, and every lawyer that I got was pushing me to settle. And it, 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 it wasn't, um, I just didn't feel it was right until recently. Jeremy Pytel um, managed to facilitate the settlement which is really great and then um there was another um lawyer david that did a hell of, have a hell of a lot of work he did the bulk of the work and um i'd also like to thank david and michael moorhead um there's another one in sydney but um that we didn't get along too well but um in the end yeah this has cost you know maybe millions of dollars for for capilano and um and i think my costs of in, in the hundreds of thousands. If anyone would want to read all the judgments that we've had, there's, there's been a lot of them. So I've linked them in. I think they'll be quite useful one day. I think I'll put it in a bit of a book, this journey. But there's um, five or six judgments. And, and, and what you might gain from those judgments is that my testing wasn't admissible, which um, was a real disappointment because I spent $20,000 on it. And also that I lost my appeal last year. And then the other thing is I was denied a jury in those judgments. But it, it just happens. And I think with the crisis of the fires it, it, for both parties, it, it, it seemed futile going on. And so I'm, I, for the hope of um, the suffering, you know, honey industry, hopefully people can um, all support Australian honey. All right, great. 
thanks a lot. That's uh, really interesting stuff. And uh, thanks for telling us all about it. Simon Mulvaney from Save the Bees Australia. His website, bethecure.com.au. He's also on social media. Yeah, so just Save the Bees Australia on Instagram and on Facebook. You're listening to Beyond Infinity. Thanks for listening. Remember to visit our program website, beyondinfinity.com.au, where you'll find our complete back catalogue of over 600 podcasts. That's beyondinfinity.com.au.